we are off. And yay. Yay. We, we're on track. We're we, on track. Hello. This, what's up? This Hello. is uh, what? This is the Obligatory Podcast with Kermit and Mike. I'm Mike Harley. Kermit Gonzalez. And this is January 30th, 2018. Took us a month. A month. To um, figure out how to press play and record. Yeah, and now uh, have the microphones on mm-hmm. and have the phones off. Yep. I mean, baby steps, man. <laughs> baby steps. You know, there's some people who still don't have this figured out. No. I, I'm hoping I got this figured out now. So I keep staring at the Zoom. But yeah, it should be good. We're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is uh, this is this is for all intent and purposes uh, <laughs> our first podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's do this thing. So, how are we gonna? We had a we had a rap sheet, and we were gonna follow it because that's how you professionals do it. Professionals do it. So, okay. what would you do this weekend? So, what I do, <laughs> is that what we're doing? <laughs> that's uh, what we're doing. Yeah. No, that didn't sound forced at all. No, that's uh, very where, where were you at this week? Where were you? Uh, that was very Byron Allen. <laughs> do you remember watching Byron Allen? He had that. Uh, he had that comedy show, the stand-up show, Comics Unleashed. Oh yeah. And this is the thing I love about Byron Allen. He would have comics on the show, and he would kind of direct them towards their material. Now, when you see a good comedian like uh, you know David Letterman do that, it's like, no, were you always a comic, or what did you do before? And then Bill Burr will, ah, when I was a kid, I had this job, blah, blah, blah. And he does some bit he had about working, you know? When Byron Allen does it, he has no, he's not subtle at all. It's like, hey, so that I got you on the show. Did you ever work on a chicken farm when you were eight years old? And coincidentally, the guy's like, I did work on a chicken farm when I was eight years old. Let me tell you a little funny story. So, yeah, that just felt like you had that Byron Allen type of. Yeah, I had look. it in the chamber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, to answer your question, I was out at Gregory's Comedy Club Thursday through Saturday out in Cocoa Beach, Florida with uh, Kevin White. So oh, that's yeah, it, cool. was, it was a good weekend. It was a uh, three weekend, three days. Sorry, of good shows. Uh, Thursday night was a small audience, only about thirty people, but the next two nights were pretty packed out. So, oh, cool. good time out there. Only thing about that is that's one of those rooms that the booker sends you over the info, and they want it to be like no f bombs, PG thirteen, and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, there's no one in here thirteen years old. <laughs> I mean, these people might have thirteen year old great 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 grandkids, but other than that, so you curse the storm. No, you're not supposed to. Like oh, they, okay. they specifically ask because they're above this like fine dining type steakhouse, and oh, okay. I think they're worried the f bombs are gonna float downstairs or something like that. Is Gregory's Groucho's? No, Gregory's. Uh, there's been like four different bookers in there over the years I've worked it. Okay. I think the first time I worked it was 2006, 2007. And at that time, it was ran by Groucho's. And then uh, Jackie Knight from Jackie Knight's Comedy Club went in there. And then for a short time, Bill Alcock had his hand in it. And uh, now it's it's Funny Business does all the bookings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, how about you? What do you have going on? I did nothing. Really, nothing. That was great. No, nothing. Nothing. Okay, I went to Universal Studios Saturday. For that whole Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Did you did you see the twins? I guess that was the big deal. No, I just went and walked. The park, and then we left. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so many people here. Let's leave. And yeah. that's what happened. We didn't even ride a ride. Oh, well. It's it's funny. I'm actually going tomorrow. Oh, are you? I'm going tomorrow. A buddy of mine, you know, uh, Gene. Gene. Gene Lionel McGee. He comes out to the shows. Uh, Probably by face. Yeah, he's also, uh, he's also, he runs the parades over at Disney. He's like the parade. You've, you've seen him before, I'm okay. sure. Okay. 
But uh, he hit me up and he's like, hey man, I got two free passes to Universal. The only downside is they expire on the 31st. So I'm like, hmm. Well, I'm going to take them, you know, <laughs> so you're but then, tomorrow. you know, the kids in school and everything else. Plus, they just went last weekend for Harry Potter. So now I'm like, uh, yeah, daddy's going to play hooky and go to Universal <laughs> for the day. And then I don't have many friends. And then the ones I do have <laughs> have real jobs. And then the other ones already work at Universal. So I was like, who can I offer this ticket to? So I'm excited. I'm excited. I, That's I feel, cool. I feel like it's a guy's date out, you know, just. By, by the way, so I went. I went changing, staying with Universal Studios. So mm-hmm. we went and watched like a uh, like a musical light show that they do in front of the castle, oh, like the Hogwarts yeah, castle. Yeah, I, I saw something like that online. It looked amazing. Yeah, so it's cool. It's like every it runs like every fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. So I thought it was like a show, but so we're standing in line, and they're naming the houses. Right. Uh, was it Hufflepuff? Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. And then Slytherin. Right. Which is. The bad evil, right? Well, technically. So they they say Slytherin, and everyone goes ape shit. Yeah. And and I just make a comment. I didn't think it was loud. Mm -hmm. I just make a comment to my girl. I'm like, man, there's a lot of evil fans here. (laughs) Dude, I got like almost Lynch. They're not evil. And as they're saying, like, there's a giant viper snake Mm -hmm. trying to bite somebody. Yep. And you're talking about it's not evil. And I almost had to leave. Because mm-hmm. I was getting people pissed off. Yeah. They're like, they yeah. try to explain to me. Because you don't understand. Oh, dude, I was a like, few bad apples that we based eight movies around do not make it. <laughs> I, I didn't even finish watching the show. I left. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah. like it, was, it became one, then two, then three. Like, he's not evil. Yeah. Like, they pointed at a kid that was in a wheelchair. Yeah. He's like, he's a Slytherin. He's mm-hmm. not evil. I'm like, oh. Well, oh. If, you, if you dump him out of the chair, Slytherin's <laughs> pretty much the only option he'd have, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't even think that I left. It's I more left. of a worm than a, you uh, know. Uh. Yeah, so I, I didn't watch the show, so I watched it on YouTube, so it's the same shit. Wow, only you could, you know. Dude, like, it was like a mob of them wanting to whip my ass. Yeah, and that doesn't prove that they're evil. And, yeah. nothing, and nothing like getting beat up by a bunch of people and yeah. Harry Potter cosplay. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that'd be embarrassing. They got those robes on. Karate instructor, yeah. asshole. Man, <laughs> don't get me wrong, my, my. My seven-year-old, last year for his birthday, we went and we got him one of the robes. And he really wanted one and everything else. And it's cool. And it comes with a little wand holder right. on the inside and everything else. But um, at the same time, at six years old, he was smart enough that when it hit 95 degrees out, he's like, Dad, can you carry this for me? Yeah, no. Meanwhile, you see these people. They're like 450 pounds. They got two robes they sewed together. Yeah, and they're wearing that one around. And it's like 102 degrees out. And they're sweating. But they're like, nope. Th- I guarantee if Harry Potter... Had uh, been going up. I mean, in, in every movie, it snows. It's always oh, Christmas they're, at they're, some point. They're wearing cold. the robes and the sweaters. Yeah, yeah. it was cold. They're out in. Yeah, they're a full deck. It here. was perfect robe oh, yeah. scarf weather. They're yeah, walking around that. the brooms between their legs. Everything. Yeah. That's like anything, man. There's there's fans and then there's like fanatics, you know. Yeah. And those yeah. people are crazy. And I said the wrong yeah. thing by calling them evil. Definitely. Do you have anything in your life that if someone had, uh, you know? somewhat like passionate enough to be like is, is there anything you're passionate about that if someone's not educated on the subject and makes a statement that you're willing to throw that's down not over real yeah yeah <laughs> like, what what? <laughs> what do you mean spider-man is not white like, <laughs> no i don't i don't i don't care i don't i mean it's cool i, I yeah. don't care yeah i don't think i'll get that because you do a lot of the geek stuff you'd like go to megacon yeah. and stuff like that right yeah i go to megacon every year and and what know. was it you used to do um you used to do storyboard 
was a storyboard work. Storyboard for, work for what for what show? Uh, Invader. Invader Zim. I've never seen that. It's a great cartoon. Like I know it's a thing. I know that there's a cult following for it. Yeah. I've heard it so many times, but I've never seen an actual episode. What is? Invader Zim is pretty much about an alien that comes to Earth uh, by accident. He he's an invader, and they send him to Earth because the alien race that he works for or he's part of they actually hate him. So they exiled him to Earth, and he has it in his head that he has to please them, and he's just a big f up. And so does he crazy. go to Earth and figure this is his shot to take over this planet? Right, he's trying is to enslave the, whole... the the world for what they call the tallest, which are his like leaders. Okay, and the leaders hate him. Okay, and it's just and then it just it's real goofy. It's really funny. It's one of cult favorites. You gotta watch it. It's where did it Where did it play? Where did Nickelodeon it, or years it was, ago? Or it was is part it something of that's still so, going on? Around, I would say, around when like um, Angry Beavers came out. Oh, okay, and, uh, that I'm familiar with. Like I think Rugrats was still around, and like Wild Thornberries. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was way before. No, it was way after Doug and like uh, Ren and Stippy. Right. How so long did it last? How long was it on the air for? Two, two seasons. Mm-hmm. Two and a half seasons, and then they're actually bringing it back. Oh, really? The creator decided to come back, but he's making a movie. Oh, cool. But it's big in comics still. How did you get linked up with that? Uh, through a friend. So Steven just, Sanchez knew. He yeah. was like one of the main artists or he yeah, was he, working he, on he it? He was on storyboards too. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he also worked on uh, Transporter 2. Mm-hmm. And he dragged me along. I got to stay in the set and just hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. And pretty much that was short-lived. Right. And now we're doing our own thing and we're trying to make our own uh, comic coming out. Mm-hmm. So we're working on that. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm pretty much I'm, that's supposed to come out soon. Uh, we're working on the storyboards. What's and the name that. of what's Honest Stone? What's that? Honest Stone, O N I, then Stone. Honest Stone. Honest Stone. Okay. Uh, well, I hope when you do a podcast with him, you spend a good five minutes talking about we like, what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. No. So uh, you you brought it up. Be, I was like, I was like, oh, we're no, going I did, I did, because it's interesting. It's about you, and the, yeah, that's that's cool, man. It's it's storyboarding like a good paying job if you can get it. Like, is there money in it, or yeah, is it more of just the no? If you uh, if you're working for a, a good series, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If it's a, how much of it do you do by hand, and how much of it is like computerized digital stuff now? Everything's by hand. I think on storyboards. Oh yeah, because you have to erase and change and erase and change. Yeah, right you don't want to deal with uh, unless you have like a Wacom tablet. You can just draw it. It'll yeah. be like a big screen, and then you can just draw it on the screen. Nice. Um, but that's pretty much it. And then so, so there you go. We're we're like seven minutes in, and we've already uh, hit on one of your untapped. Like I I knew you for years. And didn't yeah. know about the storyboarding <laughs> thing, and didn't even know until we were doing MegaCon that you were kind of a big deal because people were like, "Oh yeah, no, he storyboarded for." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, number one, uh, don't know what that is. Number two, really? Yeah, I'm out here every weekend telling jokes that I wrote, and this guy's drawing cartoons, and he's the big hit at MegaCon right now. This is ridiculous." And you know why? Why I've started to realize about MegaCon? MegaCon is the exact opposite of how you grew up as a child. Like when I grew up, my mom made all my costumes for me every year. And every year I get laugh at because they're like, look at that guy. He can't even afford a store bought costume, <laughs> you know? And MegaCon is exactly the opposite. Like if you pay someone $2,500 to make you a working Iron Man costume, you get there, people are like, look at the doofus that paid yeah, for yeah, his yeah. costume. You paid for that? This guy made his uh, recycled milk cartons yeah. and finger paint. Oh, I want to get my picture with him. It's, the, it's flipped at 180. The more work, the better. Yeah, and the it mo- can be shitty, and some people still like it. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. They just appreciate the effort. Also, uh, could we just please never have another Deadpool at MegaCon? Like, oh no, there's a thousand. Of there's them. thousands. They do the Deadpool parade around they there. Do they do like a conga line. 
Yeah, I like the guys. Like, I'm actually proud of my four-year-old because for Christmas, all he wanted was a uh, red lantern costume. Yeah, which was weird. It's such a weird. He's evil, dude. He's yeah, evil. Yeah, like, because that's not a really a popular character. It's not at all. Well, I mean, in the nerd world, it is, but like in the media, yeah, yeah, it's not popular. It, but I'm proud of him because those are like the guys at MegaCon. When you see someone that in a costume that you didn't even think of, like. Yeah, you get, you get you get nerd uh, points for that. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. So he's oh. four and he's already picking up on stuff. And like that was that was actually I thought the hell do you know about red lanterns? Well, his older brother's into Green Lantern. Oh, okay. And there was a series with okay, the red. I was like, there's not even like a movie yeah. out. I mean, maybe in the cartoons, maybe yeah. I don't know about. But. And actually, uh, I I put it out to Facebook like, hey, do I in my cosplay people <laughs> have an that. opinion? And for a while, I was thinking of going with like. Um, uh, the Incredibles, getting him like one of those. The red suit? Yeah, the red suit, yes. and then figure out a logo. And then someone said, uh, just go with the Deadpool bodysuit. So, yeah, Deadpool did come Smart. in handy. Uh, I got him like a Zentai suit they actually had in his size for like a four-year-old. And then I ordered a car decal that they had of the Red Lantern on eBay. I found a guy who does those. And then I got it, and rather than slap it on a car, I put it on like black craft foam and cut it out and then like velcroed it onto the chest piece. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty proud of it. It came out like <laughs> you can check out my Facebook. There's some pictures on You're there. Happy. It looks, it looks yeah. pretty yeah. amazing. Oh, he was ecstatic, dude, because, you know, when we see a character he likes or they like, we go online looking for the costume and there wasn't one. So we had looked all over. So it was just in his head that it didn't exist and he wasn't going to get one. And there's nothing better. It's like the Red Rider BB gun type thing, you know, when you can get them that one thing they want. Your kid Christmas. dresses up as evil and you take him to a Christian school. Yeah. And I, I, think, he, <laughs> I think he wore it once. So <laughs> he, yeah, wore nice. it, he wore it like all Christmas Day, though. Like we drove two hours south to see my parents and he would not get out of this one piece. This one piece Zentai, red suit. Red evil. lantern. Yeah. He's just so. mean mugging everybody. That no, was cool. And, uh, yeah, it was a good it was a good Christmas this year. But so I'm excited. I I love going to MegaCon. We always do the shows, the geeks of comedy geeks out of there. Geeks of comedy, yeah. And uh, we you always did the roast. Yeah, we did the roast a couple of years back. We did a couple of roasts out there, but uh, you know, we always do the stand up and the geek humor. And Kevin White's on board with that. Of course, Patty Hawkins, Vince Taylor's been out there a couple of times. We want to get you in this year. Part of it. <laughs> Part of it is, of course, yeah. <laughs> I went a little bit too extreme on the Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can find that online, though, right? You can find the, the costume. Uh, the, no, the roast we did at the improv. The yeah, roast it's of on Batman. YouTube. Yeah, yeah on your channel. Got, yeah, my channel. Yeah. If yeah. anything, just check out the highlight reel. Just the highlight reel. <laughs> it's a lo- it's a two hour roast. I was mm. oof. That was a yeah. long roast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're working out, but I mean, it was solid. It was fun. It was fun. It, it was, was fun. fun. Some people had some really good breakout sets, and uh, Ryan Holmes with Batman, and that's always that a great. good choice. Yeah. He's always fun. The thing about Ryan is what he prepares is usually funny, but it's the stuff like him and Jeff Jones, the little sides they the have side, during. The side uh, notes. Yeah, the, the side that's notes. That's what makes the, the roast. Yeah. yeah, the heckling or the responses, the rebuttals. Yeah, but, yeah. So. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do this year, but hopefully we'll be back. But that's that's part of it for me, man. Just uh, the show's fun. The money's good. But then also being able to walk around and just see everybody, you know, costumes and everything like that. So so, so um, I think we should talk about what the hell this podcast is because there's a thousand of them. Mm. And if we're going to make this work. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the whole the whole reason of this podcast was because mm. everyone's doing it. That's right. And uh, everyone has one. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is a new way of getting your voice out. Well, all that. All, all that. that. Uh, a good friend of mine who's been in the business several, several years and makes 
good money and everything else, uh, yelled at me about a year ago. He's like, how come you don't have a podcast, Mike? And I'm like, everybody has a podcast. He's like, yeah, everybody but you. He's like, it's at that phase now where it's not even an option anymore. It's, uh, you know, when I started out doing comedy, the guys who I looked up to told me things like, never put your stuff online. People are going to steal it. That's just Trying changed. to keep all your stuff. And it's, it's the opposite direction now. It's all about putting out weekly content and building up your fan base and everything else. It's, it's so different from the way I learned it. You know, there's guys yeah. now who have been in it for years that have already made names for themselves. And they're starting to try and learn how to do the technology side of it. But other ones are just happy where they're at. They're like, thank God I'm not starting now. It's like people in the music business that tell you nowadays they would never get into the music business. You know? Right. There's a guy named Anthony Battaglia. He's, he's a local guy. But he's written, like if you Google his name, he's written and produced so many songs. I mean, he worked with Run DMC, Aerosmith. He had the first recording studio for rock on Broadway in New York City. Uh, you know that song by Shine Down, like staring down the barrel of a 40 Yeah. Track? He wrote that song, which is weird because he's like 80. And like... <laughs> no, <now> it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> but yeah. But the thing is, I remember being like my late 20s listening to that song, just being like, this guy gets me. This and then like I meet me. this guy 10 years later, and he's like, yeah, I wrote that. And he's like 80 and just... <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's so weird. Thanks. And uh, but he found Mandy Moore. He discovered Mandy Moore. What is she up to? Uh, I don't know, but he made a shitload of money off I discovering bet. Mandy Moore. And the way he found her was he was she was recording up up in Longwood. Actually, she was doing some like recording for a commercial for like some church or something. She was just singing. He, he happened to walk in, and he actually heard her. And I think she was like 14 or 15. And the first thing he said was. Uh, how would you like to be a millionaire? It was like one of those Hollywood meeting type yeah. stories. And then he sat down and started writing. He wrote that song, like, I'm Missing You Like Candy. He wrote that. So Mandy How's Moore, that, that was her. that song go? I'm missing you. I, uh, I see what you did there. I can't sing. And <laughs> you just made, Google it. From now on, every time you try, Google it. That's what you're getting. Wow. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and then she actually, she actually sued him years later because, of course, of course, of, of course the contract you present. And he told me, he's like, yeah. That happens all the time in the music business, you know? <laughs> he's like, it's part of it. He's like, I made my money. But he had told me, he's like, if I had to go back and start now, I would never be in the business. Because now you look at it, back then, you could control the flow of music, album sales, everything right. else. And even then, you got a small percent. But now, man, with pirating and everything else, it's like, if you put out a hit, you better have six more ready People to go. still pirate music. People still pirate music? I don't yeah. think I've paid for a song in my, <laughs> like. Oh, I mean, you got so many options now. I know, but what I, and even YouTube picked up on us because now YouTube does the, hey, you can pay a monthly fee and not have to hear our commercial breaks. I'm like, yeah, yeah. nah, I'm good with I'm the good commercial, with commercial breaks. <laughs> like, you're, you're a DJ. Oh, look, naturally, we're on another one of your Yay. skills. You're a DJ, right? Yeah, part-time part-time but i mean how much of your job now is just looking up videos online compared to back when you had to do what the mix mix squiggy squiggy i still whatever. do the mix mix <laughs> i still do all that yeah um but as far as music goes man like i always get always get requests i'm like who mm -hmm. like, who the hell is that guy mm -hmm. and i'm like oh, all right and then i find out that night mm -hmm. like oh that's who little yeah. water bottle is like I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who this guy is and how is that like a DJ you put in L-I-L -L and it hasn't narrowed it down at all no sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm just like I'll, I'll just like oh okay I'll play it and I'll never play it yeah like, what happened yeah. I was like oh you know well I was surprised when I saw your setup I think you were uh, 
you were at Fat Fish Blue doing like an after party or something <laughs> yeah. that they had. And I saw you set up and you're like, and this is where the iPad goes. And I'm like, what? And you plugged it in. The little video screen came up with everything. I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. Really? Because I remember in 1996 helping Jimmy Jocelyn carrying those nope. milk crates, crates full of are records. Gone. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't DJ back in the crate time. I, I DJ. <laughs> I DJ when it's CDs time, and that yeah. sucked too. Yeah, that's that's how all DJing should be determined now, like before crate and after crate. Yeah, that's, I was I was uh, CD CD DJ, and that was I hated it. And even that you had your big like vinyl folder yeah, you that folders, you flipped through. Like I, the big I still got keeper. one of those at my house. And yeah. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, and then you don't know like if your knowledge is not that great. Like if you had like I don't know. Let's say you had a CD of. I don't know Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. and you're trying to like, what song, what album? Ah, oh, shit! And there's no internet, so right. you're just like trying to figure it out, and mm-hmm. like, I'm popping in. Listen. Yeah, if someone says, uh, you know, the lyrics are like this, this, you gotta go through those little inserts and go. Oh, oh yeah, here's you, the you chorus. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. it. How promos. many CDs did you buy just so you could get the lyric sheet? <laughs> you know, oh. like what is what is Kurt Cobain saying? Yeah, they had a thing called promo now or promo yeah. only. Mm-hmm. And I would buy those every month, and it was all the hits that come out yeah. before the radio play. Oh wow! And I would listen. So to you could be on top. So I'd be on top, but ugh. Not anymore, huh? Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> you just you out of the promo now. You, you spend like ten bucks or five bucks, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Be like twenty songs, and you only wanted one song, right. but you never played the other ones. Like new one from Tom Petty, and like I, no one's gonna ask for this. No one's requesting. No one's Tom requesting Petty. this. Mambo number five, it is. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> One, two. What are what are okay? You, so you do a lot of like uh, weddings and birthday parties and stuff like yeah. that. What would you say are the top three? You know you're gonna play this every time you go somewhere. Oh, easy. Cupid shuffle. <sighs> yep. The cha cha slide. And then it's a toss up between jer- uh, "Don't Stop Believing" because that's always an ender. Greatest yep. song ever. Or no. <laughs> or Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. Oh my God. Yep. And he, Michael Jackson's always in there. Mm-hmm. But like that doesn't bother me that much. What what song gets the white folk going? Cotton Eye Joe. Are you serious? <laughs> you white people love As it. As a white folk, I'm oh my totally gosh. You guys offended. come out of your, you guys come out of your skin. Oh my god. I <laughs> think that song <laughs> I think that song drove me crazy when it came out. You guys, it's like really? a tick, man. You guys cannot Really? Not lined It's in. like the flame to mosquitoes. It's not even good huh? dancing. You guys just hook arms, you dance in a damn circle. Oh, my gosh. For a solid two, two and a half minutes, that oh, song Oh, Jesus. I, I'm, at this portion, I would... <laughs> look, I I can't say I agree with anything white people do. Oh, uh, and then Footloose is the, is the top of You the- watch your mouth. <laughs> That's like, you just told me Hallelujah was a shitty song. You back off. You guys Footloose that- is our little white mm-hmm. infant child. You, you hear that off. first dumb hook? <laughs> oh, oh. You got the greatest, Jesus greatest Christ. in all of me. I don't know. You guys freaking uh, pop out okay. of nowhere. Now, the like kind I do, I don't see the Footloose I can get. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. But, okay, so uh, let's... Latinos. Let's go with Latinos. Suavemente. What is it? Suavemente. Suavemente. Is that yeah. like Rico Suave? No, that's was Rico Suave even Hispanic? Rico. I think it was just a white guy with a good tan. Suave. No, you think Carlos Mencia. Is he? No. I'm like, wait, is he? Yeah, his real name's like Ned, right? Really. Carlos Mencia's real name is Ned. But he was born in Honduras. And he's half German or something. I, I know, know that. He's, he's half German, half Mexican. Mm-hmm. Which So what is Suave? Spent? Suave Mente is just a song. I, is the that guy's one where Elvis. there's like no bridge? It's just constant. 
That's every Hispanic song. Exactly. You guys don't need a wall. You need a bridge in your music. It sounds like That's someone slamming a door. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just add. That's what it is, because the landlord's knocking. It's <laughs> 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 All right. So, well, I, you know, if anything here, we're biracial. Yeah. So, so. Um, <laughs> let's let's continue down the list. Uh, uh, what do you think the Asians folk listen to? Let's just say Gundam style. <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know. Because you, you don't do anything. Don't do any Asian. It's on your business card. You're like, sorry, no Japanese, no Japanese. Korean, <laughs> South Korean, North Korea, no, because, Chinese. Because Japanese and, and Chinese, they always have like already a DJ in-house, like a 12-year-old. That I, I'm amazed me. that there's still a position for you guys. Like these people haven't picked one family member to run. Like, it's so easy. Yeah. Oh, I, it's so easy. It is always yeah. a 12-year-old that could smoke me. <laughs> on, 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 on the DJ level, I'm like, but, oh, okay, but, that guy's. Good. But you're taking the you're taking the real money. Oh know? yeah, for sure. His oh, Carlos Mencia. His real name Ned Arnell Mencia. Where the hell did Carlos come from? Mencia was born in San Pedro Sula. Did I say that? San sounds Pedro sounds Sula. good to me. Honduras. Yeah, Honduras. The seventeenth of eighteen children. I'm not sure. You can't trust Wikipedia. I'm just reading this off. Seventeen of the eighteen. Seventeenth of eighteen children. Damn, mom Mm. be fucking. His mother was Mexican. His father, Roberto Holness, was Honduran. Uh, So where did German come from? Yeah, I don't know. I could have sworn there was something about German in his background. (laughs) He been to Germany. I don't know. Maybe he was part of the Nazi movement or something. I forget. Okay, so uh, that's what we got so far. Uh, and uh, so let's see. We went over white folk. We went over Latinos. We went over Asian. How the hell did we even get into that? Like, let's, let's we were like, talking about, no, 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 I, no. We can't not ask what do black people like. Oh, keep a shuffle. That's automatic. That's, a, how's yeah. that go? That, <laughs> you know, to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right. Okay, oh, okay, so it's okay. like the electric slide just updated, but like with more with more style and flow. Well, excuse me. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot. It's a lot more groovy. Yeah, it yeah. is. Who sings it? That black guy. <laughs> wow, we were doing such fine of just respecting like, all cultures. He until looks like Skilo. I forgot his name. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know his name. So, didn't you have a? Did you have something? What was it? Not last week. Last. Not this past weekend, but the weekend before, I was booked at the Bonkers in Port, Port, Port Orange. Porthole Port, 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 Port Port Bar in Port Orange. Orange. It yeah. sounds like a gay bar. It's not. It's not. Uh, and I had asked you to host, and you said, yes, I'd love to. <laughs> and then the weekend came, you're like, oh, I can't do Saturday because uh, I forgot I had DJ. So I had to have you host on Friday. Uh, Vinny Burgess. I believe Vinny Santino sure, came there. in on Saturday and yeah, hosted. I felt bad, but uh, yeah, you felt bad. But you told me how much you were getting paid for Saturday. I'm like, yeah, you gotta do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at a gig like that, like, what do you do? What was it? What was it? Was it a birthday or what? Oh, it's it? easy. It was a uh, 50th birthday. It was at Dave. No, not Dave and Buster's main event. A 50 year old had a birthday party at main event, and that's like a. I haven't been over there. Main yet. event's pretty much a Dave and Buster's. Okay. It's exactly with a bowling alley. Oh okay. Um, and then we had a, he had a room. He rented our room with catering, mm-hmm. and they just had me play. I barely played. I got paid just to have background music. Mm-hmm. Wow. How um how are you gonna feel about this? Uh, you wanna know who uh the Cupid Shuffle who sings it? Yeah, it's a ballhead guy. That's all I know. Yeah, by Cupid. That's his name. Yeah, he named the shuffle after himself. Oh, well then. 
<laughs> it seems like you should have figured that out. I should have like, known that. I should have said, who sings that? And you should have been like, Cupid, idiot, you know? And instead, you're like, I really don't know. I play it all the time. It's the most requested song, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what's the second most requested? Or, uh, um... Like, you got to know your audience, so... It depends on the audience. Yeah, I was going to say, it depends on the audience. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, I always play, like, I always play, like, uh, Montel Jordan. Mm-hmm. This is how we do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a great talk show for a long time. No, that's Montel Jordan. No, you're thinking about um, <laughs> who the, you are. You're, th- you're not thinking about the right. Who, what the hell is his name? They had the talk Montel. show. Montel. The talk show's name was Montel. Montel. But his last name was Jordan, was it? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> he was bald. Mont- Montel Williams, I yeah, believe. Montel was Will- Montel yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah. He was the tough love talk show host. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no, no I didn't. Yeah. Montel Jordan. He made me made me question myself. Yeah, it's yeah. easy when you didn't know who sang the Cupid Shuffle. Nah, nobody really. Names. I guarantee you, most people don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee that. But yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, just a Cupid Shuffle, and then like a DMX will slide in there. Montel Jordan. Um, if you depending on the crowd, you can go Earth, Wind, Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whispers, all that stuff. What song do you never play? Gundam Style. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to play that song. <laughs> so if I get hired for an Asian party, I'm not playing that damn song. But let's let's be honest. It's usually a white guy right after Con I Joe going, you all got oh, Gungam style. And they always do this. Yeah, because they, they know how to ride horses. If they're dancing the, the to Con I Joe, then the dance isn't that much different for Gungam Joe. Uh, they just basically want to ride I imaginary die horses. I die inside when I play it. It's yeah. horrible. Uh, and then you do you are you one of those hacky guys that plays closing time at the end of every set? Oh uh, are no! You like a, are you like a kid from the nineties? I play last dance. Guitar? Oh. last dance. for love. Yeah, that song. I played that. See, one. I hate that song because you ever see that show, Cold Case Files? Uh uh-uh. uh What they would do is it was about this team that would go dig up cold cases. The show itself was done great because like they would do these transposed type things where you see like okay, it's present day, but then when they start investigating, there's a swipe. And, like, the actor that's, like, 50 now is 20 when the swipe happens. And, like, they do all the, you know, everything that was going on in the 70s and everything else. But there was a disco one where they were solving, like, someone who had killed a bunch of guys uh, in a disco fire. And that was, like, at the end, you see the two people who died dancing to that song. Like, they found (laughs) each other in the afterlife. So now whenever I hear that, I'm just, like... Dead people. Dead people. I see dead people. That's what happens. I see dead people in fire. I haven't DJed in a while, actually. Well, besides that one. Yeah. I haven't actually DJed. (laughs) Yeah, because people are figuring out how to plug in the iPhones, the speakers. It's so easy. Yeah. It's funny too, because like most time I'll be DJing, and then like I'll like someone will be like kind of curious, like I come here and watch, and I'll teach them. Like that's it. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Go buy your stuff and go do my job. That's it. Yeah, and. I don't know what what they got out now. Is it Alexa? Is that the thing you talk into like around your house? Yeah, you got Google Home and Alexa. And Google Home and Alexa. Series. It just seems like rather than walking up to a DJ and being like, "Hey, can you play this?" It's just like Alexa, play Kanye and I Joe. I mean, people. You know? I mean, the people. The reason why people hire a DJ because they want that like on the demand. Mm-hmm. You know, hit play, boom, songs on, boom, but songs on, boom, songs on. They they don't. You can't do that with like a uh, playlist. You gotta hit like next, next, next. People no, don't want to do that. People sure are lazy. You. People are straight up they lazy. They can spend an hour program a playlist, nope. press play. Nope. 
No. They won't do it. No. I, they'd rather pay you. They'd rather pay somebody mm. to hit play. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I say thank you. Uh, I say yep. thank you, and yep. I will gladly do it uh, for $100 an hour. Yep. And <laughs> nope, screw that. Next event I do, I'm putting in one of those digital jukeboxes you see in bars where people have to pay extra if they want their song played next. <laughs> Wait, so, now, <laughs> so you're a bar, essentially. You're, you're a freaking jukebox. Isn't that what weddings are afterwards? It's oh, just yeah, open sure. bar. It's an open bar, and no, yep. one, no one cares. Yeah, and I'm that guy. I got, I'm not rich, but I'll blow an extra buck to make sure I get my song next. You yeah. know? I have very little power in this world, but I will skip your song if yeah, I get no. the chance. Uh, Hispanics and white people love DJs, having DJ at the party. Yeah. House of Pain, too. Jump around. You white people lose your shit. White people love any song where the directions of how to act <laughs> how during to that anything. song are in <laughs> yeah. the song. Like, jump. we love we love jump around you yeah. know you, you'll see guys standing YMCA. on opposite sides of the room yeah. yeah but when jump comes on they're like i know this one yeah. you know and uh yeah ymca we love the macarena Make not because they explain it but because we saw the video enough <laughs> to know what you're doing you that know? song uh shout you make me want to shout yeah oh, that song is a little so bit soft long. that's that's the white guy move when you start getting uh, down a little bit it's older know? old it's always an old guy everyone corralled around mm -hmm. and like cheer him on and his knees about to explode because he's mm -hmm. going too low. But it, it's it's good. You got to know the longer songs because when you go to a strip club and they're like, hey, guys, <laughs> we're doing two for one dances. The next two songs. Play shout. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I go to Paradise by the Dashboard Light. <laughs> American Pie. I mean, that's 30 minutes. The girl's breaking a sweat. Free, <laughs> free bird. You know, because if you don't have control of the songs, then they're playing these little techno things that last like 40 seconds. They probably have techno songs now to the songs that you demand just because of assholes like you just, oh, assholes no. like me are <laughs> bargain hunters <laughs> i'm looking for a deal it's five dollars sir <laughs> it's a five dollar dance okay and well, it's tuesday all i'm saying is if i'm paying for the songs i'm picking the songs not that it. <laughs> mm. but um yeah um so this happened uh i uh i got offered a gig at a theater back in july or june actually the end of june i took it and they're like, hey, here's the pay, here's the date, here's the time, we'll throw in a hotel, it's uh, down south. I'm like, sure, great. And then uh, this week, uh, I get a contract from them stating, okay, here's everything we talked about. Oh, by the way, uh, the venue takes 20% of your merch sales. Damn. And, yeah, and I wrote back, no. And they're like, what do you mean no? That's standard. I'm like, no, I've been doing this professionally for 10 years, and I've never, and I understand some venues do it, but here's how I get around it. Number one, I don't take those gigs because you tell me at the beginning that's the deal. And I say, hey, I appreciate the offer, but that's not for me, you know, and uh, or I'll do this where I'm like at the venue. I'm like, hey, guys, uh, the venue, if I let you buy it here, it's going to cost this much. So here, just take my card and do it online, you know, and uh, the booker got back to me. He's like, well, that's just standard and everything else. I'm like, OK, well, then uh, where do I pick up my 20 percent of the door? and my 20% of whatever liquor sales there are that night. He's like, well, that's ridiculous. I'm like, now you're getting it. You know, here's the thing I hate. I understand that some venues charge a percent or want a percent of the merch, but most of the time that's for big name acts who are selling out, getting 80% of the door, and then they're making their money off merch and they're not even there to sell their merch. What we're getting paid usually at my level is a flat rate. Yeah, because you don't get door deals, do you? No. Yeah. And when you give me that rate, when you give me that rate, I factor in merch as part of my pay for that evening. 
So when you give me, hey, we want you to come perform this much time for this much dollars, I'm like, okay, well, that covers my traveling, my this and that. Yeah, that's the other thing. These big namers, big timers, they're getting travel allowance and everything else, which they should. Right. They should. But I hate these venues that are just nickel and diming guys that are just like trying to make a living. Like, dude, really, you need 20%. And the other thing is they don't even want 20% of my profit. They want 20%, including what I paid for the merch. I'm Damn. like, yeah, it's ridiculous. So uh, for those of you guys listening, I, like many comics, count on our merch money as part of our pay for the night. So when you see someone doing this kind of crap, especially when they don't broach it to you, at the beginning, they wait six months. It's the week of, and they're telling me this. I wasn't even going to bring it up, but then I was talking to another comic on the way in tonight, and it turns out there's a new club starring out in Kissimmee, and he was reading the contract, and this new club is putting in that they want a percentage. And we're talking about a shitty little bar in show. Yeah. We're, so, we're just here. talking about a shitty little bar show. Really? Really? You're not giving these guys hotels. You're booking all local acts. It's Kissimmee. You're paying a flat rate. You're making money. You're making money at the bar and the door. And now you're going to fucking steal from the comics too? It's just ridiculous, man. So I just want to take a second thing. Say like, thank you to all the venues who see merch for what it is as the comics write and a little bit of extra money in their pockets. I mean, there's some comics who, like me, when I was featuring, I couldn't afford to go on the road unless I had my merch pay. Right. You know? So it's like, that's why I tried to explain to this booker, too. Like, hey, if I had known you were going to do this, I would have asked for a higher flat rate for the night, knowing I was losing money on that end of things. Damn, that's a, that's a big cut, too, man. Yeah, it is. You're th and you're not even, they had said, oh, well, it's 10% if you're selling CDs and 20% if you're selling anything else. Why? What the why is that? Why is it costs that? a lot less to make a ten dollar CD than it does to sell, you know, stuff I sell. Yeah, I just so I'm clearly you're not doing the gig. I have no choice. The other thing is it's it's this week, so oh, you put me in a barrel where I can't oh, not work shit. this weekend. You know, <laughs> so but, you got to do it. Yeah. Plus, the other thing is I've worked with this booker quite a lot, and I like him. So he works different venues. He does oh. one. But Man. this is something I feel like should have been addressed at the beginning at the booking, you know, and I hate to, I've worked with this guy enough that, you know, you get a call, you get, hey, this is the raid and everything else. Why would I assume it's going to be different from the other gigs we've done together? You know, damn, they, so, they got you. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to do because, you know, me, I'm kind of petty and I always manage to fuck up somehow. But, you know, I've toyed <laughs> with the idea of just being like, hey, this is the price for this. This is the price for this. And when they get to the table, I'm like. Okay, well, this is my price, and then you owe that guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but they don't want you to say that. You don't want to do that, and I don't want to do that to people buying merch for me. I don't want to price it over what it's worth. Right, because oh man, you know, I don't want them to go on my website and find out they could have got it for cheaper with shipping and handling. But at the same time, it's easier to say go to my website. But a lot of our merch is impulse buys. They either get at the show or they're not going to. Yeah, get it. like I do online sales, but it's nothing like you know what you do at a show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of disappointing, man. That sucks. And but you still gotta, you still gotta do it. I would love to that's hear. That's weekend. That's this weekend. Yeah. So it's only one show though, oh. and that's the crappy part too. It's like a one. It's a Friday night show, but oh. I've had this on my schedule for six months. It's a theater. It's a nicer area. Yeah. And but if I cancel, it's like, well, this took a whole weekend. You know, this you don't book anything. You try to find a Saturday night nearby. Yeah. So you can make it worth it. But I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna do it, but. You know, that's it. And hopefully, um, you know, just with this specific booker, now it's like, dude, you know how I feel about this. 
And that's why I hate too. There's bookers out there that are like, hey man, you know, you're going to sell a ton of merch. And they use that as a way to get you like, hey man, we're not paying that great, but you know, you'll sell a ton of merch here because they buy, they buy. And that's fine. But when those gigs get canceled and the bookers are like, oh, well, I'm still going to send you, you know, the money, which is great when it happens more often than not, they just don't pay you. They're like, oh, it got canceled. We can't pay you. But when they, when they build you up for a gig, like, Hey, you're going to sell this much merch. And then the gig gets canceled and they don't go, Hey, we're going to send you extra money for the merch you would have sold. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. But you know, that's the thing with this booker now, maybe now this is just a conversation like, Hey man, just so you know, you know, it's either going to have to be a higher flat rate for the night or just don't book me in these places. <laughs> so why, <laughs> why don't you just show up and like, I don't know, just be like a real dick with all your fire merch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I will burn this bitch down. <laughs> because it's that interesting thing where we're not talking about one venue. We're talking about this Most, guy works yeah. me for other stuff. Uh, so it just kind of sucks. Yeah. But that's it. So I got that coming up this weekend. And I'm still excited about doing the show. There's some really good people on the show and stuff. So. And it's in a theater, right? Yeah, it's a theater down that's in Miami. Cool. And uh, yeah. Is Miami a hard room to do? Miami, Miami um, it, it seems like it would I, be. I, I've come to find it's all Miami. It's like when you say New York, man, it's okay. like people say Miami and they automatically think South Beach. But you guys, I did. Yeah. You got so many areas outside there. And, you know, I think it's a good point. Like anytime as a comic, you're traveling somewhere that you really haven't performed much. There's always like especially <laughs> out of state. I'm always going, I wonder if I'm going to play well in Iowa, you know? And then you realize people are people, man. I just picture South Beach and Mm -hmm. then outside South Beach, just cocaine and Mm -hmm. crime. Like, I don't picture. Yeah, you got it right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) South Beach. And then what's outside? Crime. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of cocaine. Yeah. How about you, man? How's the gym been going this week? Gym's cool. Oh, Uh, and yet another thing is that you're like... Is there anything you don't do? So far, we've hit on, uh, <laughs> let's see, you do comedy. Yeah. You try to do comedy. I try. <laughs> you do, uh, you're doing this comic book stuff you're working on, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you also have, of course, DJing. You uh, know? That's a hobby, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got Cupid Shuffle on Cupid Speed Shuffle play, on Speed Dial. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you're also, your full-time job is, of course. Martial arts uh, instructor. Martial arts instructor. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, I've been doing martial arts for over like 25 years. Mm-hmm. I got a business with my father, and we've been running it together for 15 with my sister. Oh, wow. So it's a family business, mm-hmm. 15 years. What age groups do you do? I, I uh, teach kids from the ages of uh, four and uh, ages of until they're taller than me. And then <laughs> so four to five. <laughs> four to five. <laughs> I'm not getting my ass whooped by no fucking five-year-old. <laughs> um, no, we just do four and up. Four and yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah. So we do four and up, and uh, yeah. You know, we do martial arts, uh, traditional martial arts, and then uh, kickboxing and mm-hmm. uh, do tournaments and all that stuff. And it's fun, fitness and personal trainer, blah blah blah. Right. And uh, do you got? I know you said last time we were talking. There's is there a big fight coming into town, or did it was, that happen? It, it happened. Uh, it was a it was a guy. His name is Jakar. He was training at the, uh, I guess like a sister or brother, uh, gym mm-hmm. I tra- that I, that I train at and teach at. Mm-hmm. And he destroyed that guy. Yeah. Oh my Did god. Did it go past the first round? It ended in the first round. Oh, they he called it. Kicked they... him in the head. I think mm-hmm. he lost memory. Wow. And then he walked up to the guy like Terminator mm-hmm. and punched him like maybe five times in the face. And then the ref called it. Yeah, I'll show you the video. It's amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what was the guy's name that was fighting? Jakar. 
J A and then C A R E. He's a Brazilian. So maybe you can put a link to that if we end up yeah. putting this up. Yeah. Oh. How, did you meet him? Yeah. What, yeah. I never fought with him. I just made him and you know, mm. that's it. But that uh, was the guy you said there's a gym over at uh, West Oaks Mall. West Oaks Mall. Yeah. And half of the training is trying to make it. From into your car the, into the West Oaks yeah, Mall. Yeah, pretty much. It's a rough neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get there, it's like that. There's no gym inside. That was just If the, you can make it out of your car and get in the gym, yeah, you're good. Uh, it's rough. But <laughs> the food court's amazing, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I always love the food courts that have, like, Asian chow and then Chinese connection. And then it's all the same. same Panda shit. Express. It's the same exact. Like, you've seen people. Not West go, Oaks. No. West Oaks will even have a McDonald's in it. What? It's all like uh, mom and pops. Oh, like, is it? It's like food trucks, but in the mall? It's like food trucks in the mall. They don't have <laughs> one name brand. It's like my truck got <laughs> repoed, and this is where we moved the stuff. I was I I I was around when West Oaks opened up first, and they had a chicken fillet. Yeah, I remember Panda going, Express, that's first Panda Express I went all to was gone. West Oaks Mall. Subway, gone. Mm-hmm. It's all like, you mm-hmm. know, Mama D's mm-hmm. soul food yeah. and, and, and Ching Chong. Chinese food that's so yeah. racist. Oh I remember they used to have the they used to have the carousel in there. When that's you still in. there. That's but the, the horse is left. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just poles it's just now. Poles? It just poles and, and that bench and nobody sits It just on. poles and like if you go there at nine o'clock on Friday, you'll see some girls dancing for tips and their uh, father's approval. That, that mall's <laughs> only surviving because of the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. The movie theater. That you don't still there. go at nighttime. Oh man, I saw what was it? I saw Sleepy Hollow there when it came out. That's how old I am. I'm, I'm sleepy hollow old that's that's it what year was that 90 oh man that was 90 that that was 99 that was 99 2000 2000. and you know what i just found out uh roy 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 ray parker ray parker was the headless horseman in that no kidding yeah i believe so and i i actually met him when he was doing Star Wars Weekend. <laughs> I got some stories about Ray Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. We did talk about Ray Park. Well, yeah. Ray Parker. Ray Parker. Ray Parker. I always want to call him Roy. I don't know why. Yeah, he, I think he's French or Canadian. Yeah. One of the two. He was a pretty cool guy. He was just nice. I and uh, what else? Yeah. Is he, he did Toad and X-Men, right? He did right? Toad. He, he did, did uh, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Uh, what else was he? Uh, he was a Power Ranger, I believe. Was he? Just for like a... I think he did. Yeah, he did. He... He's one of those guys, man, that, that you don't realize. Oh, Snake Eyes and G.I. Joe. That's the one we keep forgetting about. Yep. He, yeah. He's one of those guys, man, that they, they don't talk, put on this <laughs> makeup and mask. Okay. <laughs> he's really good at that. He's really but good. But you got to admit, his martial arts is on point. It's on point. Yep. And uh, who was the uh, man? I, who was the guy that played Spawn? Oh, uh, man. I think it's Michael something. Michael, Michael Che. <laughs> My, I don't. Th- you mean the guy that does the news desk? And SNL, SNL? Yeah. yeah. I don't think that was him. Uh, uh, I forgot. I know you're talking about. But he's he, a badass. I too. saw him in. I think it was some movie called Brother Bones or something like that. He done a lot of those movies where like it'll never make it to. He was like scene. a black Steven Seagal. He yeah. just did a ton of martial arts movies. But man, his were. Like, he's Jackie Chan level crazy, dude. He's, you ever watch him on Black Dynamite? No. I don't think I've ever Black seen Black Dynamite. Dynamite. Oh, no. such a good movie. And they're, they're coming out of the part two. Really? It's so good. Uh, I can't. <laughs> now I got to catch up. Now I got to see it. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ray Ray Park. Ray Park. Ray Park. Is it Ray Park or Ray Parker? 
Ray Park. It okay. was Ray Park. He made it too complicated. He was in Heroes, mm-hmm. G.I. Joe, yep. uh, X-Men. I don't know what the hell he was in Heroes. Mortal Kombat, Annihilation. That was the one that nobody watched. Oh, uh, was it? That makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah, so he was in a bunch of stuff. But I met him. I met him at a convention in Atlanta called Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dragon Con is just pretty much a big nerd festival where everyone likes to get get together, dress up, and get drunk. Right. That's pretty much the goal for that. There's no really like, and then you know you got your panels, whatever. But there's not even that anymore. It's just an excuse to dress up and get drunk as and adults. Th- that's right. And didn't you tell me what was he doing there? Was he just signing? He's just stuff? signing autographs because he's Darth Maul. Right. But um. But one of his other jobs was. He was a stunt double so, or a stunt coordinator? For so, so he was a stunt double for Van Damme, for Jean-Claude Van Damme. You, like you had that, I like had anyone that. else was like, which Young, Van Damme? Yeah, Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme, the one that does the splits. And there was a rumor going around. There's a something. rumor flying around that uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, when he was in his heyday, mm-hmm. he did a lot of cocaine. Like, I don't think that's a rumor. I think that can be <laughs> stipulated. I, I think fact. that's actually on YouTube. There's a documentary. Mm-hmm. He would do like an eight ball a day. Mm-hmm. Well, um, somehow Ray Parker ended up in his hotel, and there's a bunch of hookers or half naked, you know, naked women, mm-hmm. and John Claude Van Damme is doing katas or like <laughs> forms, like karate forms, yeah, butt naked, just butt naked, butt naked, dong swinging around swinging with every around, stance change, a <laughs> and, and Ray Park was in there watching this. Uh-huh. There's a rumor he was watching it though, and every time he tried to leave. Van Damme would be like, is that a good form? And he would, like, <laughs> like, he, would like, he would stop him from leaving. So I knew about this, and I met him at DragonCon. And by sheer luck, I met a, I hang out with these guys named Box and John, two bodybuilders. And uh, they were real close buddy-buddy with Ray Park. Mm-hmm. And we went out. We were drinking all night and having fun. And then uh, we're at a diner like at 4 in the morning. And I just asked him. I was like, hey, is it true? That blah, blah, blah. And he didn't say yes or no. He just <laughs> looked at me and gave me like that nod and went back to eating his <laughs> And I was like, yeah, you saw his dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's one of those stories where no matter how many times someone asks you, you're still going to be like, no, I didn't see the man's dick. <laughs> yeah. But like if you did, that's the, definitely a story rather than you get tired of saying yes, you just go, you know. Uh, you that's that's one of those look. stories you got to chip away at them every year. So was mm. there a lot of cocaine in there? <laughs> Is there, is there a lot of, <laughs> you just keep chipping away. It was, uh, oh, by the way, Michael Jai White. I see, that's, I was close. Michael, Michael Jai White. Yeah, Michael. that's what you went with. But you know what else you did? Uh, the name of the movie I was thinking Spawn, of. Spawn, Black Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, Blood and Bone was the one where I first saw him besides Spawn. Blood and Bone was the first one. And that actually came out after The Dark Knight where he played Gamble. He play, played one like one of these. Uh, like one of the henchmen, I guess. Okay. Or not henchmen, like one of the main mob bosses. And I, I don't know. I mean, I get that he's an actor, but I can't see him being in a movie and not using his martial arts. He's that just seems badass, like a waste. Man. He's so, dude, he's crazy good. Like the movie I watched, that Blood and Bone, was just a horrible. It was like such one of those plot lines, like, oh, he's come back to save his, you know, whatever. <laughs> But, uh, oh, uh, my brother got caught up in an underground fight or whatever it was. Yeah. It was so predictable. But the movie, he was just so good in it that you're like, man, I'm just going to keep watching because this guy's yeah. just a total He's in another badass. movie called, I think it's Undisputed or mm-hmm. Undefeated. It's freaking awesome. Oh, he also played uh, Jax 
in Mortal Kombat Legacy. He was actually skinny in that movie. Yeah, he, he was a tiny now, little man. guy. Yeah, he's giant now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so uh, this this came up. Uh, I came home last night, and uh, there was a. I don't know if I told you, Aiden's doing like Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts now uh-huh. on Thursdays, and there was he's the, a weeblo. There was uh, there was the. I'm gonna let that slide. There was uh, <laughs> there was the box, and I guess they're doing the Pinewood Derby thing. You know that? You know what that is? Yeah. Where yeah. they give you a block of wood and like four wheels and, and you, you, you do them down, down the track. Yeah. And I was lucky enough that my grandfather was one of those guys who his whole basement in Connecticut was like a wood shop. And he, if he didn't have a tool, he would make a tool that he needed. Like, that's how good <laughs> Your grandfather's this inventor. Dude, he, he, like, uh, it was ridiculous. Like, what was his name? Bob Vila, this old house. would probably call my grandfather with questions. Like, hey, how do you do this? You know? <laughs> But my grandfather was there to help me when we did like the uh, regatta, like the sailing. Sometimes we did boats. Sometimes we, he had everything. He would just be like, and he wasn't one of those, you know, grandfathers or fathers that did all the work for you. He would make you lose a finger because you'll appreciate your work more. You know, it's like, that's great. But I've been in Cub Scouts seven years. I only got three fingers left, you know? (laughs) And, uh, but Aiden doesn't have that. Aiden has me. So right now we have a block of wood. You're, you're not wood shop. And handy. I brought it up to him today. I, I like we don't have I don't have all the tools and stuff. Like dude, I spent an hour looking for a flathead screwdriver in my house. You know, and uh, doesn't it hurt your man card a little but, bit? A little bit. But <laughs> like I asked him today, I was like, hey buddy, uh, you know, uh, when's when's this Pinewood Derby thing? And he's like Saturday. And that sounds like a world away, but you know, when you look at your schedule, you're like, holy shit, we gotta knock this thing out now. So like I had gone online last night because I figured I was gonna get oh, faced with this project. You went down the rabbit hole. I went down dude, do you know there's people that take this shit way too seriously? Oh, no. It's a lifestyle. What are you it, talking about? Dude, it, not only is it a lifestyle You're not even on the level of a bot. We we don't stand a chance. <laughs> just gonna it's all smoked. like major league baseball, dude. Like there's there's people hollowing out their cars, filling them with weight and putting wood putty in. You do have you know no idea what they, you got yourself? They into? sell. They sell let me t- for those of you who don't know what the Pinewood Derby is, the axles are actually little finishing nails and little plastic wheels. You know what they sell online? People modify these. They put a bend in them at like 2.5 degrees so that the wheels are like, you know those stupid cars? You probably own one. You're Hispanic. You know those <laughs> stupid cars you see on the road where the axles, they like look inverted? like... Because, well, no they sense. calibers are, yeah. so that they there's less traction, less friction. They're up on... They, they sell those so that you can put those on your Pinewood Derby cars so that your wheels are the bare minimum of contact. And then they tell you how to do it so one of your wheels doesn't even touch. Like So if you're looking at the car, it looks like a ganked up car or something like that. But the truth is they're like all the victors are the ones that have it so that only three wheels are making contact. And they had some scientists go through and tell you how to fix your... I'm like, dude, remember when it was just like everybody, you pounded the fucking wheels on, you threw it on the track, yours was painted like a dinosaur, you won, lost, you had a good time. That's not even it. And the thing is, I feel horrible because I'm like, buddy, even if we do everything right, there's a whole league of people who spend their whole year figuring out how to rig this system. Man, you better get that speech ready that not not everyone's winners. And Dude, he's a hurley. He, he understands not everybody's <laughs> winners. He grew up in a world of you not everybody winning. You know, you know the thing with my mentality? You know how winners are created? It's a habit. You win once, you win again, you win again. My whole life has just been, I'm not going to win 
so why bother? Like that that's the that's the attitude I've had my whole life. Success does not happen for us. You have a black so cloud mask on. It's not even. It's just one of those things like my dad all the time, whenever something horrible happened to our family, he's like, that's eh, the hurl he luck. It's like <laughs> you know, how can you even call that luck? You know, when luck. good things happen to me, it takes me a minute to process it. I'm like, wait a minute, are you sure this is right? It is what it is. Are you sure this is right? When bad things happen, I'm just used to it. I never expect anything to go well. Well, that's why you're getting 20% ripped out of your merch this week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I was, I was in a, I was doing some writing with someone the other day, and they're like, hey, uh, let's do this uh, list. You know, write 10 things about yourself. Okay. And then write 10 things you like, but I heard him say, write 10 things you like about yourself. So I wrote 10 things about myself and then I went to write 10 things I like about myself and I couldn't get past two. And like the second one was my friends, but I couldn't even do that. Honestly, I put in parentheses for the most part. Yeah, like, like the kid. only thing I had up there was like my sons. And then I had number two was my friends then parentheses because I'm like, I'm not going to lie on this piece of paper for the most part. And then I see other people like jotting down. I'm like, holy shit, look at the egos on these fucks. They're all right through 10. And then he corrected me. He's like, no, no, it was just 10 things you like in general. Oh, I'm like, man. oh, that I can do. And even, <laughs> even that I got to like seven. So I understand why it's hard to Christmas shop for me. But oh. like now that I know there's nothing I like about myself, I can honestly tell people, like, I like you about as much as I like myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to do the podcast with you then. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I've told you this before. When, you know, I've put off doing one of these for a long time. Yeah. And when I thought about all the people I would like to do a podcast with, you were the only one that said yes. So <laughs> is, that, is that how I got this wonderful That's gig? how you got the gig. Hey. That's how you, you're always smiling. You're optimistic. I figure it'd be a good yin to yang. He knows how to do flyers, too. So let's just get him on there. Yeah, don't think I didn't know she was at the improv with Carmen Morales again and saw. Anytime you see Kermit on a show, you see a flyer with Kermit on the show, look and see if you see a frog logo. If you see a frog logo, Go anywhere on that flyer, hundred percent chance. That's why he's on that freaking show. Hundred percent chance. Why I'm on that show. That's right. If you if you see a frog logo without Kermit's picture, he got paid cash for that flyer. Oh, <laughs> and, and, but is he good at comedy? Hey, the flyer's amazing. All right, let's. Leave it is that. a good flyer. It <laughs> is. It's actually like a good one. Yeah. I like that one. That one came out nice. But uh, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I don't I don't know. And uh, he's also selling these, like. When I was a kid, we we sold candy bars and stuff in yeah. Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, and my dad would like other people would set up outside grocery stores, and my dad's like, idiots. He's like, they just went in, they spent a ton of money on food, they're not buying shit coming out. My dad would take us and set us up outside a church. He would make us wear our crosses, <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. We would sell candy bars outside the church as mass was letting out. You know, when people are in the yeah. hole, you know, oh, God, give and blah, blah, blah. Actually smart. Yeah. And he also, this isn't even a lie, he sets up outside of Weight Watchers in Manchester, Connecticut, you know, where the women go selling in. Selling candy? Selling candy. <laughs> he savage. set us up outside Alcoholics Anonymous one night. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, those people can't drink. <laughs> They're looking for a fix. Holy shit. You know, my dad will tell you, location, location, location. It's like, those, it's like the Girl Scouts that are selling Girl Scout cookies outside of weed dispensers. Have you seen that? Are they really? Yeah, the genius. They're that racking is, That is so smart. That is so smart. It's in Colorado. But now uh, he came home the other day and he has a stack of these. They sell coupon, like 
laminate a coupon type things where it's like five dollars off here five dollars and it's a good deal it's like only five dollars and like if you use one of the coupons you make your money back but i'm just like eh. oh it's like a coupon saver or whatever like a card yeah it's like a laminated yeah, I got card one of those. Yeah, yeah yeah it looks like your gym workout key tag or something yeah, like and that like you can get like oh 10 off this and blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah and then you go online and you realize most of these places are already giving those discounts in one way or yeah, another anyways but i mean it's nice to see that you can get a free coke yeah, but I think I think Sonny's Barbecue actually has like a five dollar off thing. So I'm like, yeah, well there you go. If you eat out once, you, go to you Sonny, make, yeah. Which I I do. I like barbecue, and Sonny's isn't bad. Let's not talk about what you like to eat. Your diet is horrendous. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Oh, oh, here's another. Are you sure you're not like Haitian? You have like sixty two <laughs> jobs, man. What the hell is this? But uh, yeah, you're actually a certified. Yeah, personal trainer. Yeah, not um, nutrition though. Yeah. Nutrition is I'm not. Ke- Ke- don't eat shit. Yeah, yeah. nutrition. Kevin and I were in Cocoa Beach this weekend, and uh, during the day we stopped by Publix to pick up some stuff, and they got the scale, and that's the only scale I trust. The Publix Toledo that scale. Never accurate, by the way, but okay. You know the only reason they're <laughs> I live out I live out by the airport, and you'd be surprised. No one actually weighs themselves. They just bring their luggage. All the people ready to fly out no bring shit. their luggage that's there smart. to weigh it. Yeah, because I guess if it's over fifty pounds, it's extra fee or something. Yeah. Like that. But um, yeah, dude, this is the first time in my life I am within like five pounds of hitting two hundred. I've never been that in my life, and I used to be so scrawny that I wanted to be fat. Like when I was going to the gym every day, yeah, yeah. I couldn't get any bigger. Like I was toned, but I couldn't get bigger. And I was like, I just want to be like fat, and I got this like. You know, that swollen belly. Like, oh, I wish pig. I was fat. There's some guys that are fat, and it's all through their body. And they're yeah. like, oh, he's a big guy. But it's like, with me, it's just like, right. I look like E.T. It's just <laughs> like I'm carrying it all right here. Are you going to change it up? I won't year? even take off my shirt at the beach unless I have the kids there, because the kids are like a prop. Like, I'm not, you know, they say dad bod's hot, but dad bod's hot only if you're a dad, maybe. You know, if or I was at the famous. Yeah, if I was at the beach by myself. You know, and that's the other thing. How come if you're like a woman and you get a little heavy set, they're like, look how brave she is. But if you're like a pasty middle aged guy taking off your shirt, you're like, (laughs) 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 I just want to be like, put it back on. Maybe I should just tattoo brave across my belly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hashtag brave. Hashtag brave. I just want to be okay with my body. Are you going to change it up this year? I keep saying that. Like, I got a gym membership last year, and I paid the extra to be able to bring someone with me every time. Okay. And the guy I was bringing with me uh, to be my, like, incentive workout buddy quit after, like, two weeks. You can't rely on that shit, man. But then he went on to uh, do an audition for Weight Watchers in Miami, and now they're paying him to go to another gym and sending him all the supplements so they can do the before and after Are stuff with him. Me? I kid you not. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's the way things work out for some people because they're not Hurleys. They have that kind of luck. Like, I think, I think as long as he goes through the program, they've paid for his gym, they paid for all his meals, and I think he still gets, like, 15000 or something if they end up using him. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. I know who it is, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who it is. I didn't realize you got a competition. And, and, uh, he's one of those guys. Everything always just kind of works out. He's that one of those guys that just goes bitch. through life. You're kind of envious because he's just his like. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, well, damn. Well, mm. I mean, you still got time. We still, what, Janu- in the January? You can, you can shape I, I want to lose. Oh. 
fittingly, something popped up on Facebook. I'm not sure how accurate this is, but it was one of those, what your weight should be for your age and your height and everything else. And I'm a good 50 pounds over what I need to be. And I, I'd like to lose it just for me. You know, I really would because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of doing this. You know, I'm a, I'm a short guy. Like I'm five, seven and you're what? That's you're, tall for you're, me, but okay. But what are you? Five, five. Okay. Five, four. <laughs> Okay. Five, three. Where are you at? Where I'm 5'2", I think. You're 5'2". Yeah. All right. So automatically, clothes don't fit us, period. <laughs> well, like, they, I mean, they do at Walmart. Yeah. Well, all your stuff says Oshkosh Pagash, <laughs> you know? It's like... Snug. But, um, yeah, so automatically, when I go in to get a shirt, anything that fits, like, for a dress shirt is already, like, a dress. It goes down because it's meant for six-foot tall people. But now it's even worse because, like, I'm slim fit up by the shoulders. Right. But I'm, like, it's all tight tight down here. And, like, if I give myself any more leeway, then all of a sudden I'm swimming in it up here. And, like, they need, like, maternity clothes for men because that's (laughs) what I need. I I need, like, small up here. You want a moo-moo? Is that what you want? They're so comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to be the guy wearing sweatpants and polos on stage, you know? Oh, dude, if you go into that level... It's over. Yeah. No, if, you're it's doing, all done. if you're doing comedy in sweatpants. Was it Bill Burr who said it once? You know, he's like, come on, that? guys. Uh, when that belly starts going out, they're the, they're the first ones to start wearing the blazers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you get to that age where you're wearing the vest and the blazer just to cover up the fact <laughs> that you got a gut. <laughs> you have a blazer on at an open mic. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, this is this is where I'm at. I, I Have you seen this M. Taylor app? No, I don't even know what that is. Okay. M. Taylor is an app where... You from your phone, they digitally kind of scan your body, and oh, cool. then, then they sell weird. Okay, yeah, they sell jeans, and everything's a bit pricey because it's supposed to be they. Their thing is we're tw- we're twenty percent more accurate than a tailor. Okay, so here I am about to spend eighty nine dollars on a friggin' one shirt rather than just go. You know, if I hit the gym for three <laughs> weeks, for I can fit Jesus back Christ. in Van Heusen again. <laughs> you know, slim fit, fifteen and a half neck, thirty two, thirty three sleeves. But instead, I'm working my way around the system. Uh, you know what I got right now? Like, check this out. Because I'm a I'm a thirty five waist right now okay but they in women i know you're gonna complain blah 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 but in jeans they make 34 and they make 36 plus i'm like a 28 length but guess what you're lucky if you can find a 20 you know you're lucky you can find exactly so if i go up to 36 i have no ass so automatically it's flat but you give me that much extra fabric in the back now i'm really screwed i look like i'm wearing jinkos and they're slim fit jeans you know and now i so i did this thing now what the hell is it yeah yeah you have a rubber band connecting a hair tie. I have a friggin' hair tie <laughs> connecting the to make buttons. my own wannabe elastic pants. Oh, we gotta fix this. Yeah, man. dude. But yeah. you see the steps I've taken rather than just lose five pounds. All right, motherfucker. You this need is to, ridiculous. You need to switch your game. Yeah. So maybe that's it. We'll maybe, talk about that off. off maybe off uh, maybe that will be it. Like, hey, Mike Curley here. That's the eye opener. First by the podcast. Way. First. You have a- <laughs> First podcast, starting out, weighing in at 192. No, you know what an eye-opener is? I did that M. Taylor thing, and they say for the best for the best fit, 
take off your shirt so they can measure you digitally. Oh, so And has they a, have you turn around. Oh, someone has a picture of you naked. I hope it went to a computer <laughs> because I've been trying to figure out how to get this one off my phone. <laughs> Nothing is more disgusting than seeing yourself from every angle oh, when great. you're at a size you don't what like. What a sucker app. Yeah. Your shit's on like on a bootleg tender in India or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but maybe in one of those countries where fat men equal wealth, I'll be in some ladies soon. Yeah, but you're pasty. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I'm not. It's like I go back and forth between being he's really white and he's got olive drab skin. You know how many times I'm at Lowe's and people come up speaking Spanish to me? <laughs> like they just expect me to understand. You get Dude. in the truck, you go make a couple of bucks, you know? You got to fix that, man. <laughs> yeah. You so have. here's a starting point. This is a great starting point, I think. The rubber band thing. Hair band. Dude, a hair band. Yeah. You just, just jog. <laughs> just give me a... I don't know, because the extra weight on my knees. All right, like, the elliptical. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll talk about that. All right, we'll yeah, talk about it later. Freaking so uh, if you're listening, maybe maybe if you're starting to listen, start the journey with me today. Go there on, because uh, uh, we're not stopping this podcast until I'm down to 150. That's what we're going to do. Oh, shit, we're going to be on this podcast forever. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But I need to, man, because, you know, why bother doing all this comedy and taking these acting classes and everything else? And then, you know, you go on an audition. They're like, oh, you're too fat. <laughs> you know, you got any fat uh, roles? No. Uh, then, then that's the problem. I'm not, I'm, I'm not fat enough to be like the Billy Gardell character. Yeah. Joey and Diaz I'm not, fat. I'm not skinny enough to be anyone else. Yeah. So you're just right there at that level of you're not even comedically funny. You're just unhealthy, out of shape. You know, who was that guy? Uh, who was that guy? They did uh, Knocked Up, uh, and he went on to be in uh, This Is Forty. Uh, the guy with the black hair. Um, on Knocked Up. On Knocked Up. Not Seth Rogen. Not, not Jonah the, Hill. The one that lost his girlfriend, he was just drunk the whole time. Uh, let's pull up this cast, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm, he's he's pretty famous. He's in uh, uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, Ant-Man. I might not picture. Oh, okay, yeah. Ant-Man, Paul yeah. Rudd. Yeah. That's what I love about you. You won't know an actor until I name a comic book movie <laughs> they were nerd. in. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a nerd. I'm not yeah, a nerd. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a nerd. But uh, during the filming of Knocked Up, they actually went up to him and said, uh, look, the producers have been watching the dailies and the, the studio has been watching the dailies and they're, you need to lose weight. Like they almost kicked him out of the movie. So if you're watching Knocked Up, you'll see when he goes on like the speed dating scene, he's got a little bit of cheek to him and everything else. And then you see him in these scenes beforehand. No so shit. it really looks just <laughs> like he got bloated during. And that's Hollywood for you. It's fickle. When you got a guy like Paul Rudd, who's a comedic actor, who's not even taking his shirt off and like, you're a little bit of everything. <laughs> so that's where I got to get to, man. I just want to get to the point where it's not like my belly and my nipples are like showing when I wear a T-shirt. Yeah, we got to get that fixed. Yeah, we got to get that fixed. So uh, we'll come on the that. journey with us. Yeah. Uh, what you got coming up this weekend? You anywhere? This weekend, I got nothing. Uh, probably just open mics like always. Um, mm -hmm. But then uh, next Wednesday, I'll be at the Improv with Carmen Morales. Um, oh, nice. Because you made the flyer. Because I made the flyer. Mm -hmm. Marcus Crespo, Heather mm -hmm. Shaw, and Fritz Pierre. Oh, nice. That should be a show. That should be a fun show. That should be a show. Yeah, it'll be good. Good show. Yeah. Uh, I am this Friday night at the South Miami Dade Cultural Arts Center. And I'm actually bringing uh, Carmen Valone along with me. <laughs> and uh, so I'm sure we'll have a big, healthy talk down there. And I hear it's a really nice venue, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that show starts at 8.30, February 2nd. Tickets are $20. And uh, yeah, yeah. if you want those details, you can go to my website, MikeHurlihy.com. It's M-Y-K-E-H-E-R-L-I-H-Y. 
com and also you can look me up on facebook follow me there let's be friends uh i have an instagram i don't know how to use it that's another thing we got to work on yeah i gotta help you on that yeah thanks <laughs> and uh yeah what about you what if people actually wanted to follow you if you want to actually follow me you can find me at uh, all the little social medias youtube instagram facebook uh kermit l gonzalez mm-hmm. or uh, stand up kermit what's the l stand for that's my middle name yeah i figured that but what's the l stand for <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, my middle name is Leoness. Le- Leoness. Leoness. Are we talking like, was it Leonidas the three hundred? I think guy? my mom just liked a female lion and she named it like Lioness. Oh wait a minute, <laughs> how do you spell it? L I O N. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's. He knocked out one S. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like how you're pronouncing it like it's not a female lion. <laughs> you're like, Leoness. No, don't make it all French. It's lioness. <laughs> you lying son of a bitch. My name's a joke. <laughs> no, no, it makes sense because actually the female lion does most of the fighting and hunting and everything else. Great. So, yeah, don't feel Hispanic. bad just because you, you're a lion with a vagina over there. That's great, man. See, we're finding out so much about you this yeah, week. Yeah, too much. What do we cover? You, you draw. You, you've done the Invader Zim storyboarding. You've done the <laughs> Transporter storyboarding. You're a fit, okay. You're a karate instructor. You're a fitness guru. Uh, you, uh, you, you DJ. And uh, what else did we hit on anything? Else? Oh, you do flyers. Flyers. And uh, you, you, you do comedy from time to time. And I do comedy every week. Look at that's like this many. That's like this that's, many that's things. Not, that's like a lot of things. Damn, it is a lot of things. That is a lot of it's things. It's ridiculous. So, and uh, I guess the main thing is, uh, are you doing everything you want? Is there one more? That's thing what it is. Do? Yeah. I honestly am doing everything I want to do. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, I hate it. Yeah. Now, that, there hasn't been one point where I'm like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, there is, but like, you know. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to get into? I mean, besides being the co-host of the like best podcast in Central Florida. I'm honestly doing it right now, man. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy was comedy is one of those things where I didn't. I was always scared about doing. So, mm-hmm. and then I just took the leap, which I didn't know you can just jump into comedy. Mm. So. I was talking about that with someone today, like on Facebook. I thought you had to be famous. On, on, for the longest. <laughs> on Facebook, there's so many people that just every post, we as comics, we as comics, we as comics, or as a comic, and I'm like, um, I've never heard of you. And that's the thing, like, I get not hearing of people, like, outside of Central Florida, but if you do comedy in Central Florida, I pretty much have heard of your name. I've heard yeah. of you. And then when I look you up and I still don't know you, we're in the, comedy is the one profession where there's, there's no criteria. It's just, you can just start calling your, I wish it was like, well, I guess it is like that with like medical and everything. I mean, you got Dr. Dre out there. I'm pretty sure he's not a doctor (laughs) of anything. Yeah. I think he has a degree now, doesn't he? Yeah. I think it's harder to become like anything besides a kind of like, there's no stipulate. There's no criteria. You just all of a sudden you're a comic. And no then resume. There, but there's yeah. so many different levels, and no one distinguishes that. Like, oh, I'm a comedian. Oh, really? Where do you perform? Oh, I do open mics once a month. And that holds the same weight calling yourself as a comedian as someone who makes their entire living and supports their family doing comedy. And there's no distinction. Supposedly, all of a sudden, the guy who does an open mic once a month his opinion should matter as much about comedy as the guy who's done it for 30 yeah. years. And that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole discussion right there about how the comedy scene has changed. Uh, I don't think it's changed. I'm sure that's always that's, been. I think, I think, I think, I think people feel a little bit too much entitled now. 
Mm. And they just, ugh. Ugh, That's know. for next week. Yeah. Right? I don't, ugh. Next week, uh, you'll have an Italian, Irish guy, and Hispanic talking about entitlement. Because, <laughs> 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 you know, the thing, uh, I'm in here being white and just feeling like I've been given too much in life. Yeah. And, uh, you know. All I really want is 35-inch waist pants. That's yeah. it. Well, that, like, that's achievable, <laughs> but we'll do it. Yeah, no, no. If there was really white privilege, someone would send me a pair of 35-inch. Because <laughs> why should I change who I am to adjust to society? Society needs to change to benefit me. And that starts with Lee putting out 35-inch. <laughs> you know why I need Lee, if you're listening? I need 35 waist and then, like, 18 inseam is what I'm name? looking for. <laughs> you gave him a name already? What the hell? <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening or not listening to the obligatory podcast with Kermit and Mike. This was our episode January 30th, and we'll be back next week. Say goodbye, Kermit. See you later, alligators. That was corny. That was it? horrible. Oh, boy. Uh, try again. We'll try it again. We'll let it out. Okay. Um, that was the obligatory podcast for January 30th uh, with Kermit and Mike. And um, we'll see you next week, I hope. Or, yeah, say goodbye, Kerm. Goodbye, Kerm. That was so George Burns. Oh. Like, uh, I'll see you guys later. How about that? All right. That All works. Right, that All works, right. Works, right. Bye. All right. Later.